Most people, including myself, don't want to be on any medications. It's definitely not ideal and can be fear-inducing, but when should you seriously start considering taking medication for a medical condition that you have? Well, in this podcast, I'll give you three scenarios where I think it's reasonable to start taking a medication. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Building Lifelong Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Renneke. Thanks so much for stopping by. Our goal here is to help keep you active and healthy in life through practical, evidence-informed education. And today, we're going to talk all about starting a medication. Obviously, if you go online, there's just so much information out there, and disinformation as well. People saying that, you know, pharma's trying to get you hooked, doctors are in the pocket of big pharma, that medications are actually worse for you. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, and there's a nugget of truth in all of those things. But I'm going to kind of break it down here and talk about what I see as a physician and kind of give you my general overview, kind of three main things that I think about when starting medication. So let's get started. The first scenario, let's say, is when we have a time urgent condition. So what do you mean by that? Well, this is something where we want to make a change fast. So what I mean specifically here is we have some sort of acute illness or condition or something that's just really serious where time actually matters. The things I think about here are, like I said, if you're in some sort of acute illness, meaning like a bacterial infection, maybe you have cancer or something like dangerously high blood pressure. All these things are where we want to act relatively quick. And one of the reasons for considering a medication is because oftentimes medications give us very fast results, whereas lifestyle medications may take quite a bit of time to get started. So we'll take, for example, here, let's say you have really, really high blood pressure. Now, I'm not talking like a little high, like, oh, I'm hanging out in like a 135 over 140, you know, nothing like that. I'm talking like, hey, you come to the office and you're like 200 over 110. It's like, okay, that's really high. We need to do something about that. Lifestyle is always going to be the first thing we talk about. It's always going to be the first thing, but it's going to take you quite a while. Like, let's just say specifically this person, maybe they have obesity and have, you know, they could easily lose 50 plus pounds. Like, so let's just say that's the situation. If we're just going to go lifestyle, well, then it's going to take us however long it takes to lose that weight, which could be quite a long time if we want to do it safely, right? If we're trying to lose weight, we want to do it slowly and appropriately so we can hang on to our muscle. But let's just say that's the situation. In that situation, it might be reasonable to start a medication because we want to get that blood pressure down and kind of really impact benefit. A lot of times these things here that I'm going to talk about specifically, if it's a chronic condition like hypertension or anything like that, we want to get things down sooner rather than later because it's like kind of the long-term cumulative dose of things, right? So the the long-term effect of blood pressure, you know, one high blood pressure is not going to be the end of the world. You know, if you take a blood pressure from people who are squatting, their systolics are like in the 300s and stuff sometimes. So it's not necessarily that one moment. It's chronically what's going to it. And so those are things that I think about in medications are really good at acting fast. Typically we start a medication. I'll have someone come back in like a week, two weeks to see how they're doing. Cause I expect them to already see the change from their blood pressure there. So those are things I'm thinking about. And then going hand in hand with this is someone's like really serious, right? So let's say we have cancer, obviously Lord willing that never happens, but you get diagnosed with cancer. That is not the time to mess around saying like, Hey, let's, you know, make some lifestyle changes first. Like, no, we have to act and act now. Same thing. We have an infection, right? Like you've got some sort of bacterial infection. That's like legit. legit. I'm not talking like, Hey, I've had sniffles for three days. So I got a Z pack. I'm talking about, Hey, you know, we've got a legit something brewing here. We've got a cellulitis or we've got something, you know, that could be legit and you know, kind of go on something bigger and worse. And so those are ones where you don't mess around with like, Oh, let's just try lifestyle stuff first. I wouldn't recommend that. Obviously people have done that. And obviously a lot of time you can just do nothing and your body will probably still take care of it. But like I said, it's just stacking the odds in your favor. And for me, that's the one thing it's like, okay, taking the risk benefit analysis. Okay. Like if I just let this infection just go, like, let's just see what happens. Like for me, like the risk benefit, like you got, I always have to consider that. But for me, I'm probably going to start a medication to try and take that. But 
in this whole situation, regardless, you know, this is when we need it fast, right? If we need effects fast, medications are going to be the way to go. Like that's just like pretty plain and simple. But that being said, I do want to say we're never just standalone, right? Like in any of these conditions, whether, like I said, it mentioned cancer or an infection or really high blood pressure, we're never just saying just take a medication, right? Like it's always lifestyles where there are benefits for things we can do, lifestyle changes for all the conditions, pretty much any condition we have out there. So I'm never just saying that's alone, but this is one where you're like, okay, don't pass go. We got to get this under control. And then once it's under control, then we can kind of just slowly, slowly ramp up and kind of work on tweaking things. Like I said, that is pretty frequent. I've seen that quite a bit where it's like, well, this is real high. Let's just get control of it. You get control of it. And then over time, you just kind of slowly tweaking as needed. You know, the, the goal is maybe just bring it down, like bring your blood pressure down, you know, get that infection under control. And then, you know, those you can stop hopefully from an infection standpoint, but then from blood pressure, a lot of times you're gonna be able to say, okay, cool, we're doing better. And let's try like either decreasing the medication dose or getting off it all together. And so it can all work in conjunction, but like I said, Sometimes we seem to get things under control fast, and this is one scenario where I think it's reasonable to take a medication. All right, next is scenario number two, and this is where you've tried other options and failed. I would say this is probably the majority of the time, right? Like I said, it's not as common where someone comes in and say, hey, I need to start you on a medication because normally people are coming in for their annual and things are looking, ah, the labs aren't looking great and not fantastic, but nothing serious. So this is the most common situation. So an example for this is like elevated blood sugars. This is super common when people come into the office and you check their hemoglobin A1C or your fashion sugars or whatever. And you say, oh yeah, like it looks like you're borderline, like maybe pre-diabetic and you're not quite diabetic yet, or you're kind of creeping up on pre-diabetes. There's nothing urgent that we need to act on. This is a very appropriate situation where you say, okay, let's try all our lifestyle measures first and then kind of reassess you know a lot of times this is what i see i, I kind of say this is our like come to jesus moment right we have this talk like hey if you keep doing the things you're doing like we're gonna have a bad time in the future like pretty much saying hey you're on the track to diabetes or hey you're on the track to cardiovascular disease or high blood pressure like you just name it it's like you can see the writing on the wall when people start to creep up and things start to go there but they're not in that serious like acute issue where like oh we need to get this down immediately it's like okay we got some time let's do that so this is kind of where we what happens in clinical practice a lot of times it's like hey this is it like this is our last chance here you know when we give you three months of really trying stuff try you know changing our diet exercising more stress sleep all the big things i always talk about like let's really really hone in on those and then come back some people it's awesome some people come back they've lost a significant amount of weight they've changed their diet they are no longer pre-diabetic like oh it's awesome they, they do fantastic and that's all they need but other people like i said you do that talk and then you follow up with them and nothing's changed and so that is the situation there where you've done this thing you've tried or maybe haven't tried Either way, regardless, but you come to me and say, hey, it might be time to start a medication. And one thing I just want to touch on here is kind of the concept of what we call like a moral failure in this. So, so I think, unfortunately, this is very pervasive and I hate this concept, meaning like, you know, you being on a medication is somehow a moral failure. And I know people will probably disagree with me saying like, oh, if they just work harder, they should find like, okay, like, let's just step back from that for a second. Okay, let's just like think about our real hats, like a real life hat. So this is pervasive on social media and it's just not helpful because you'll see people all the time saying like, you should never be on a medication if you just follow my program. It's like, okay, yeah, cool, dude. Like, let's just imagine the general population, right? Like the whole, imagine bell curve, right? Standard distribution, the whole population, what percent of people are meeting physical activity recommendations? It's not a lot, it's very small. And then on top of that, have a you know health promoting diet, even smaller now. So we're talking like a very small, let's just say generously, you know, 15% of people are meeting all that. Like, I think that's being generous. So 15% of people are eating a health promoting diet. They're meeting the physical activity recommendation guidelines, like all that. So that is like on social media, that's like the 15% you see, right? If you're following this podcast or you are up on like the fitness, you know, you love looking at that stuff, like you're in that percentage that really, really cares about themselves. And so like when people say that, like 
that's just not helpful to the vast majority of people. Like just being honest, like shaming someone doesn't seem to work. If it did, everyone would take care of their own things, right? They wouldn't need medications, but like shame and fear, like don't seem to be very effective. Like there are a certain percentage of people. And this is the problem is some people see it and say, yeah, like, let's go. It's time to turn my life around. And they do awesome. And I believe everyone can do that. Like I said, I, I think there are the tools out there and we can teach people how to do that. But I just understand that's just not how humans work, that not everybody's going to do that. And so because these people have had this success, maybe they've done it themselves or they've had clients who've done it, they think that this is the way for everybody. And like I said, it's just kind of challenging when you're reading that and you think, oh, like, why can't I do that? And I failed. It just can be very challenging. And a lot of times, like, it doesn't necessarily help the vast majority of people. Are there certain people who respond to that? Heck yeah, I think so. And maybe for some people, that's what they need. And I'm okay with that. But having said, this idea that, like, being on a medication is, like, the worst thing, like, you failed, like, I just don't find that to be helpful because... It's like if, if they've tried and they failed and they keep trying and they failing, like what, what are we supposed to do them to say like, Oh, Hey, sorry, dude, stinks to stink. Like good luck. But no, it's not, that's not how it works. And it also like is not taking into consideration any sort of genetics. Right? So let's say you try as hard as you want. You eat the perfect diet. And like I said, you're locked in, your exercise is fantastic. You sleep eight hours a night, all these things, but then your blood pressure is still like 160 over a hundred. Like what, what are you supposed to do? Like just say like, sorry. No. And that's the thing. It's like, if you just, cause you like maybe failed the genetic lottery, like you shouldn't have to have like no shot and say, okay, sorry. Like we got nothing there. And, and this kind of goes hand in hand all the time with like the natural fallacy, right? That natural always has to be better. I mean, that's certainly not the case. Like let's say a patient, for example, that patient who has familial hypercholesterolemia, right? Who has enormously high cholesterol for their entire life. They're very, you know, very, very young and you know, LDL is in like 300 or something like that. Like, and they have a heart attack at age 25. Like that's, that's natural. That's natural. Do we want that? No, of course not. Or someone, you know, who has, you know, genetically high blood pressure. Like we were talking before they they're locked in, they have a great diet, great exercise, but their blood pressure is through the roof. You know, the natural consequence of that is to have a stroke at 50. Like that's, that's what natural is. And in that situation, those are not good consequences. Those are the natural consequences of the condition. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather use all the resources we have available today in 2024 to take care of that. And actually that's the blessing of living when we live today. It's like, okay, yeah, let's do natural. I think that is fantastic. I think we should try to do lifestyle for every single thing. I'll always say that in a big, if you think a big pyramid, the base of that pyramid is lifestyle. It's sleep, it's diet, exercise. Like I said, that is pretty much it when I think about it. But, but there are other options and we're fortunate that we no longer are in this situation where like, oh, like, dang dude, sorry, you got an infection. Like, well, 50, 50 chance, hope you don't die. Like, no, we don't live in that world anymore. And like, we shouldn't think that way either. And all our conditions, you know, most people say like for the chronic conditions, like, you know, we didn't have those like, yeah, that's, that's probably true, but like we do today. So we have these things. So how do we, you know, we have modern problems, modern problems, you know, we can use modern solutions on top of other things as well. And so like I said, that's me pretty much ranting, but like, I just, it bothers me so much when people say like, oh, like starting medications, like the worst thing in the world. It's like, okay, like you don't know that. First of all, you don't know the situation. First of all, you probably never take care of patients. Actually, it's just people barking that who in the fitness industry. And so it's just much more nuanced than that. And like I said, if you've learned one thing from this podcast is that like the world is not black and white. It's pretty gray when it comes to health and fitness, just because like I said, we'll never know everything and it's going to be hard. But like I said, there are lots of things we can do. Um, and I'll always repeat those over and over again. But, and on top of this, when we're doing this, we start this, right? So we've kind of chronically even close then we start a medication this doesn't have to be forever right like you can definitely start someone on medication and then continue to tweak things so like maybe their lifestyle changes just weren't right they haven't found a diet that's compatible with them yet and you know who knows what and then eventually they start a medication and they find the thing that works for them and it kind of clicks and then they're able to wean off or get off the medication so like once again medications are not necessarily ever forever long term but like i said this is a scenario where if you've kind of tried things you've exhausted them like i said it's okay to then be like hey do I need something else? And that's okay to do. It's not a moral failing. And we see it all the time. But like I said, that's another scenario. 
And then moving on to finally scenario three, this is kind of a catch-all. It's like the reason you could start a medication here is because you just feel like it's the best decision. Like it's kind of a cop-out. I know like that encompasses pretty much everything, but like truly you don't need another reason than that. Like, and this is my whole argument is like meet people where they're at. So, right, like meet people where the online health and fitness space is like so skewed with healthy people. Like we've talked about before that it's not funny. Most people think that like the vast majority of people would do anything, anything in their power to not be on medication. And like, I can just tell you right now as a physician, that is not true. 100% not true. Day in and day out, I can tell you that that is not the case. I would say the vast majority of people, um, that is not the case. You know, if you listen to this podcast, like I mentioned earlier, you're probably like, more into your fitness and health than like 90% of the population. And so, you know, you're that top 10%. So that leaves like, you know, that 90% of the population of a whole lot of people who aren't as proactive with their health. And so, like I said, this small segment of online people say like, everyone should be able to do this. Like everyone, no one will want to be on medication. Like, and that's just flat out not true. I see it every single day. And that's the vast majority of what's going on. Like I said, some people get mad at people st wanting to start a medication. I, like me, I just don't get that. Like I said, I'd rather have someone who says like, hey, you know what? Like, I think maybe it's just time to start a medication. I'd rather have someone do that instead of someone who says, oh, I want, you know, I want to do this natural, I want lifestyle. And then they never really make the changes and their condition worsens. Like for me, it's easily, I mean, every single day of the week, I'm going to take that. If I have a chance to stop someone from having blood pressure that's elevated for another five years until the other person figures it out, like that's, that's a no brainer. Everyone's going to take that. And my job as a physician is to have as many tools in my toolbox available to as many patients as possible, right? Like my goal is to help as many people as possible. And so I want to have so many tools in my toolbox, right? I want as many as possible. And like I said, my most commonly used tools are definitely lifestyle changes, right? I'm going to talk about that for any sort of chronic medical condition, but, but I say, you better believe I have the tools of a prescription medication also in my toolbox if I need it. I think a lot of times, you know, people will say, you know, the most times people yelling who say you shouldn't be on medications are the people who can't prescribe medications. So it's a kind of like, of course you're gonna say that, right? Like that's that's the option. Like there's a saying that when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Meaning that if you have one tool, that's always the answer for you. So if you are the keto person or you are the whole food plant-based person, like that is your answer and you're not a you know a physician or you're not someone who's actually seeing patients, like then yeah, that's gonna be your answer for everything because that's the only answer you know. It's, it's, it's super simple. It's, it's cut, you know, cut and paste, carbon copy, like, oh, this is what you need. You follow this template, it's gonna be easy. But like, what happens when that doesn't work? Like, you know, what happens to those patients who just, you know, maybe they did follow your program perfectly and they still don't have the answer. Like, what do you do? What do you do for them then, right? It's like, well, no, that's why having multiple tools is ideal. And so I think that's just kind of, yeah, that's where I sit. And so at the end of the day, if I see a patient and they're like, hey, like, yeah, I want to start medication. If at that moment they want to start one, that's fine with me. And the biggest thing is they have to understand the obviously long-term risks and the overall plan. But like, you don't know someone's situation either, right? Like, let's say they have a ton of stress going on. They're working three jobs. They're taking care of an elderly, you know, parent. They're taking care of kids. They're doing whatever. They're commuting. They're going to school. Like, you don't know what their life circumstances are. And so just to say like, hey, try harder, like that might not be the case. Like, would it be ideal if all those people who say they just want to take a medication, like if we get all of them to meet the physical activity guidelines, any health promoting diet and sleep eight hours a night? Yes, 100%. I will always say that. Yes. But like, I'm just a realist. And as a physician, I see this every day. Like people either don't prioritize that or can't prioritize that or won't. I said it's either way. It doesn't matter what the motivation is. That's a lot of discussions. You know, you meet with them a bunch of times, kind of, then you can motivationally integrate them to, feel, to figure out like, hey, like, where's this coming from? What can we do to change? And like I said, that takes a lot of touch points and it's not going to happen immediately by watching an Instagram reel or a YouTube short or anything like that. But kind of meet them where they're at. That's like my long-term goal as a physician. Hey, use all the tools we have, meet them where it's at, like I said, and then we'll go from there. And I kind of want to just put in a little bonus point here as to when not to take a medication. You know, I think a lot of times we talk about like, when should we start one, but maybe a couple things to consider when uh, we shouldn't take one. I think number one is when you don't understand why you're taking them, right? I have met a ton of people, you know, 
God bless some some 80 year old, you know, old 80 year old guys were like, why are you on this medication? They're like, I don't know. Doctor told me to do it. And it's, it's usually like your VA patient who is just like the best. They're the, they're so awesome. And, you know, there's just like, yep, I'll, you know, former military person who's like, I'll do whatever the doc says. And um, I love I love the enthusiasm where it's coming from. But like, I want you to understand why you're on the medications you're on. Like, so I do think before you start a medication, you should understand the risks and benefits and why you're actually taking them. Right. So like, number one, like, OK, this is my cholesterol even if it's as easy as like this is my cholesterol pill i have high cholesterol this is my blood pressure i have high blood pressure this is my whatever you know for gout like just having a general understanding like that's that's good that's step number one hopefully it's even more than that saying hey i understand the nuances of that but like that's at least number one number two is understanding the risks and benefits any medication is going to have risks and benefits and like i said that's just common understanding if you're doing something giving you a medication that has enough potency to change your physiology to get some outcome then it has the option to have side effects as well and that's the thing i always talk about when people say you know this this herbal treatment has no side effects i'm like if it has no side effects it probably doesn't have any real effects either right because if there's you're taking something it's doing something to your body and like there's not there's no, no free lunch like nothing is like automatically good all the time and so i could but when taking medication you should understand the risks and benefits and then finally you should have you know, some plan on monitoring it or the duration, right? Like when you start a medication for high blood pressure, we should monitor that, right? We shouldn't make sure, you know, we shouldn't take a blood pressure medication. You're chilling at 140, then you take it, and then somehow magically you're at, you know, 80 over 60, which, I mean, that'd be very atypical for any antihypertensive, but we should monitor that, meaning, hey, we're checking our blood pressure, or those can affect our labs. We should be checking our labs. And then also you should understand the duration of treatment. Is this a short-term kind of thing that we're going for? Is this long-term? Who knows what, like I said. So understand and making sure, hey, why you're taking them, understanding the risks and benefits and having a plan on monitoring um, or the duration of the treatment. If you don't have any of those, don't mean any of those things, then maybe we shouldn't be starting medication. We want to make sure we have all three of those checked off before we start medication, just for, for your understanding, your empowerment, and for your safety as well. And so that's going to be it for today. I said, once again, another kind of in-between episode. Thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate you, you listening to this. And if you did find this helpful, I'd really appreciate if you gave me a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, that'd be helpful. And then if you want, you can um, sign up for my newsletter. I'm kind of just blast out things periodically when I release new things. Never going to spam you because I hate spam so much. But thanks so much for joining me. Now get off your phone, get outside, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment, education, and informational purposes only. The topics discussed should not solely be used to diagnose, treat, or prevent any condition. The information presented here was created with an evidence-based approach, but please keep in mind that science is always changing, and at the time of listening to this, there may be some new data that makes this information incomplete or inaccurate. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or qualified healthcare provider for questions regarding any medical condition.